0: Reading and I actually read that before Historia. So like reading that and then coming here to Historia and then like just getting this full like just story of the Amazons being created in this like beautiful rendition with these amazing armor and like the gods and the goddesses and all
1: that. I was just like, This is this is it. <laughs> this is hot, yes. I you know, I had seen I had seen people kinda go up for this on Twitter um before I had read it and I was like, Okay, is this hype? Or is mm-hmm. you know is this? Is this gonna really going to be? What it is. Is really gonna be what it's going <laughs> to give? Is this just? You know the game.
0: to another episode of Another Relaunch. We're your host, I am Keenan. Oh, oh, I always forget. Um, oh, I have been doing a lot of back reading on um, Shatterstar. So I'm gonna be Shatterstar today.
1: Oh, okay. And um, I am the almighty and the all-powerful sun man himself, Apollo.
0: Oh, I
1: don't ooh we'll talk about that later
0: um <laughs> well, yes we will because um i've got words <laughs> i know i know, I can't wait um but how are you so you, uh, hello sir you just had a birthday recently welcome cool. congratulations did. happy birthday welcome to another year of life we love you we adore you we're happy to hear to celebrate with you how was that
1: thank you so much um and thanks everybody out there who like reached out and said happy birthday i really appreciate all that um I had a great-ass time on my birthday because I did absolutely nothing, <laughs> and it was it was fantastic. You know, um, took off work. Um, I really? drove and got myself a Cinnabon because I really wanted a Cinnabon. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was so good, <laughs> I, and I really just enjoyed, like, my day, and it was great. So, yeah, I've been having a great week um really great stuff out there the this week's hawkeye was really good um yes, this the most recent young justice episode now while it was magic and yes, it was. i will say child the chakras did look like there was a ladder in some of those battles <laughs> but That's i true. will say that it was a really good episode because the is really cool i like her in that like mentor role
0: it's i love cool. her in the mentor role and i think the three characters that they use to be her mentees are like really gripping Uh, Tracy 13 and Mary are all really interesting characters I think in the comics I don't know too much about Mary and the Shazam family I wasn't Mm -hmm. like super into them I knew about when they were Captain Marvel Captain Marvel Junior because he was affiliated with the Titans but I think since the new 52 that's all been washed away and I just don't know anything about them now but I really like the way they used her powers in this episode
1: yeah I thought that was really cool and like how they showed her connection to magic and like you know the Let's not turn this into a Young Justice. I was gonna keep going. This is the comics section. We, we
0: maybe we should we should talk about Young Justice though one day. That can be a, like okay. a thing for a future episode. So be on the lookout for that, people. Um, for sure. But let's go ahead and get into these comics for the week. And we'll start off with uh, Winter Guard number four, and this is from Ryan Cady and Jan it. I believe this was the final issue of this little mini series here. I did remember to actually pick it up and read it. Um, okay, good. And I thought it was fine. You know, I I, I went back and I like reread all of the previous issues so I could read this one, and um, it was like cool. I think the art was honestly the biggest standout for me during this arc. Um, the art was really good. do was like sense of motion, the acting, the action, the fighting. It was all really well done. It was clean. It was crisp. You could like decipher it all. I do think that again the faces could get a little like wonky every now and again, but. That's just something mm-hmm. that an artist will perfect as it grows. It's better than anything I could ever draw. Um, so, okay, same. <laughs> the story itself, I feel like, was fine. Also, I feel like it was more so used to establish Yelena and give her some more connections in the greater Marvel universe outside of Black Widow, like something for her to do, see a little bit more of the Winter Guard, um, kind of just mm-hmm. learn about that corner of the Russia. Again, I think we have talked about it before, but if it really feels like Marvel is matching the comics I'm not excuse me not matching the comics matching the MCU in a way that it's building out all of its little corners of its universe into uh, something yeah more that you could just kind of dip in and out of and I just think
1: this was another facet of that
0: but I love Yelena
1: so I appreciate it yeah you know I kind of thought that this was going to be a stealthy Yelena like mini <laughs> because she's so popular that I thought that like sure, this is called Winter Guard and but this is probably mostly going to be about Yelena and while it did establish some stuff for her to do outside of Black Widow because Black Widow wasn't in this at all um mm-hmm. I it really was about like the Winter Guard and about them mm-hmm. and uh them as a team and like getting into them I did wish I would have gotten a little bit more Dark Star in this entire miniseries, especially in the uh, fourth issue on its way out but um yeah I thought like the story overall about like um, Red Guardian, and then, like turning on Russia, and then the spy stuff. It felt a little like you know how we talked about in Black Widow where it's like how many times is the red woman gonna try to come back and get her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of felt like like that kind of story again with the whole spy yeah. stuff. but so like, I thought the story was kind of okay, but the art was really good in my opinion, yeah, I agree. Uh, the art was a stand o- sure. overall, overall, I would have given I would probably give this issue like a three out of five. And probably same with the mini agreed i was about to say overall i think three out of five is fine like it was fine i
0: would recommend it to mm-hmm. people it's like a good it's a, it's a, it's an enjoyable read for sure but next up on our list is the nightwing annual and this is from tom taylor i don't know who did the art i was actually supposed to read this i just forgot to buy it because uh jason's in it isn't he
1: he is so this was done by two artists actually uh daniel hdr and cian Tormi. Uh, because, like, there are some flashback kind of scenes that happen in this. And, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. they like to switch off the artists. Um, so this annual is um, happening in Gotham. We see Jason, like, hop on top of this car and, like, shoot these people. And um, Dick and Barbara are watching it on screen. They're like, no, this can't be Jason. This can't be right. And, of course, he takes his mask off before he shoots this last person. And it looks like Jason, and he kills this person this man so dick is like okay i gotta go back and figure Mm -hmm. out what's going on with jason because he would never like murder these people like that something's going on and we get this flashback scene of how things (laughs) well you know he had he had stopped using guns so i think that's why Uh, he was like what's going
2: on
1: Uh, uh, there was this flashback scene which was actually really endearing and it shows where when Dick had, he, when he became Nightwing, when it was with the Titans, I guess, uh, remember him and Batman kind of like had a falling out. Mm-hmm. And um, he gets a call, and it's from Alfred saying, please, like, come back, and I need you to just talk to Jason, because he had, like, a bad time with Batman, or whatever. And they have, he comes back, they have this really cool, like, little endearing moment where he talks about, Jason is like, you know, do you know how hard it is to, like, constantly be compared to you all the time um yeah. and like live up to you and he's like i trust me i get it and they end up stealing the batmobile and going for a joyride and stuff um later on we come back to the present and it turns out that the person who was impersonating jason because it wasn't impersonated was the real jason it was clayface
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh, of course and <laughs> um playface ends up turning Finding out that, like, you know, I decided to be you because, um, like, you're the most aggressive one. And, like, it's easy to be you. Like, it's easy for me to just cause me. <laughs> <you>. And uh, <laughs> turns out that Clayface was actually working for, um, I forget the villain's name. But he was working for this drug dealer who was, like, basically putting drugs into, uh, like, Gotham. And Jason had been worried about this guy for a really long time because it's actually the person who... The very first time he ever had to call nine one one after his mom like overdosed, because you know his mom was like on drugs and stuff back in the day,
2: yeah.
1: Um, was the stuff that he she bought from this same drug dealer. So like when he found him later, he like beats his head in with a crowbar, <laughs> and um, you know him and and Dick are like Dick like you know no you don't got to like do all that but of course Jason is like no I do and he does yeah. uh, he doesn't kill him but he does like beat him up really badly with the crowbar. Um, and okay. dick is like dick was like you know you didn't have to beat him so badly with the crowbar and jason is like well i don't think your hitting them with the sticks is any burst. like <laughs> See, i mean oh that's, that's a same thing <laughs> so overall like it was a pretty cool annual they had some really dope action scenes of them um and you really got to dive into like the differences between jason and nightwing again um mm. they did obviously did reestablish that he isn't using the guns anymore, but I still think he still has his edge to him, so I actually really enjoyed this annual. Um, you know, sometimes Tom Taylor can be a little too, like, nice and optimistic with his stuff, and yeah. um, I like when it, he puts things in his books where, like, things can still get kind of bad, and yeah. having Jason in this as being the opposing force to this has been nice, so I wouldn't mind if Jason kind of stuck around for a little bit in this okay um that sounds interesting i think i might pick it up i i
0: I don't mind the jason nightwing dynamic it's fine i think it's always interesting with the robins on how they're all like always have some type of complex with the one that was before them jason was always being Mm -hmm. compared to dick tim was always being compared to jason damien i don't know what damien does i don't read about him but i would assume well and then robin tim wasn't robin anymore right didn't that change yeah. Can
1: take that away from me yeah. yeah, we just try not to talk about that.
0: <laughs> what would you rate
1: <laughs> <with> this issue? <laughs> um, honestly, I would give it a four out of five. It was really solid okay. and really good. I like the I like the art. Um and the different art styles that jumped between like when there was a flashback versus the present were really complimentary to each other. I like the action. And like I said, Tom Taylor sometimes can be a little can get a little too kumbaya, but I like the way that he's able to kind of not be so nice all the time and using Jason to kind of bring in that opposing force that was nice.
2: Oh, okay. yeah.
0: I mean, that's cool. Maybe I'll pick that up. I love a
1: good Jason story. Um, yeah.
0: Next up on the list is Daredevil number 36 and this is from Chip Zdarsky and um, this is the last issue of this like run, isn't it?
1: I think so, yes. And then there's going to be a mini-series after. So there's Devil's Reign next mm-hmm. and then I think during that there's like a Daredevil mini that's going on again with my girl um,
0: are you going to read the Devil's rain mini oh yeah i'm in it now
1: i'm in so far i've been yeah i i'm in it now i've been enjoying um a lot of the stuff on daredevil i will say this issue itself was all right um okay. it kind of it kind of felt like a wrap up issue um, so we start with there's a it's a flash forward and Matt is getting out of jail now. Um, so he served his time, and now he's getting out of jail. Uh, basically Foggy was able to get his sentence like cut down short or whatever. So now he's out of jail. Electra picks him up, and she tells him, you know, um, I. I did this all to be Daredevil to show you that I could, that I could try think, doing things your way. Um, because and he's like, you know, I don't really know. Like, you've done this before. I don't know. I don't know if I trust you doing all that. And she's like, no, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm doing this because of, like, what I want to do. And mm-hmm. um, because I just, I want to show you that you can trust me. And he's like, you know, I think, are you doing this because you're also doing something against the hand? She's been dealing with some, Some stuff with the hand that's been going on in this series so uh Mm -hmm. she's probably trying to take them down or whatever um but we don't really know what's gonna happen there she kind of like shuts him up and then they make out because that's (laughs) what they always do all right yeah um so then we find out that i didn't know that kingpin we know that this this guy here had been like maybe kingpin's son Mm um and they they talk about the fact that he did have a son before, but he thought he died. I thought Kingpin knew this kid was his son that was out here, but I guess he didn't know his son was still alive.
2: Mm. So, um,
1: I thought that he knew that his son was alive, but maybe just not around him or something, but I guess he thought that he died. Um, but they have a whole meeting, and he lets him know that, you know, you shouldn't be trying to take over, um, Kel's Kitchen, just get out of this whole business, um, and... He kind of like warns him or whatever. This young, younger Kingpin Jr. is kind of what I've been calling him.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> he still feels like he wants to take it over. Uh, Kingpin and a Typhoid Mary actually end up getting married. Uh, he proposed to her in the last issue, so um, they end up getting married. And Daredevil shows up and talks to Kingpin on his wedding day and I tells was him, like you to know, the wedding. Yeah, well, yeah, at the wedding, basically, like while Kingpin is getting dressed, he like pops up in his, in his. A bedroom and he's like you know i wasn't going to like we've been in this circle this entire time like you serve time i serve time we fight each other there's yeah. this serves no like we're not we aren't getting anywhere i'm going to try something new and that's just happiness so if this is what makes you happy go be happy and i'm going to leave you alone and um I couldn't. It kind of looks like that kind of irked Kingpin, (laughs) even though it it felt like Daredevil was like being honest, like, I'm just trying to be maybe happiness is what you need. So if you need to go marry her and do that, then be great. He meets up with Elektra and she says, I give them like maybe six months (laughs) before they end (laughs) Um,
0: up. So Matt's back now.
1: Yes, Matt's. They're back gonna be now. they're gonna be like Daredevil's together. Correct, yes. That's kinda actually how the comic ends. They kinda swing off in their Daredevils mm. together.
0: Maybe I'll tap back in now that Matt's back.
1: Now see, that's fine. <laughs> <You> know,
2: <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I kind of, that this
1: out. issue was kinda of like a wrap, it was a wrap up issue. It felt like, you know mm-hmm. this is just how they are launching things forward. Just now okay. that the end of this Electra and Matt are both Daredevils. Matt feels as though like he has to be Daredevil. like oh, That wait. whole side of it isn't going anywhere. That's been reestablished. Um, and you kind of have learned that at least when Electra chooses to, she don't have to kill anybody. Okay. We'll
0: see how it works. I will see. Yeah, we'll see. I think I'll check in for Devil's Reign, see how I feel about that event, what's going on, how it like, unfolds, and then maybe mm-hmm. I'll tap back into the book.
1: Of Daredevils with
0: Matt and Electra.
1: Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I think Devil's well, Reign might be a little bit better than like this last like book bit of this last arc of Matt being in jail and stuff. But overall I would give this issue a three out of five. Okay. Yeah. That's solid.
0: That's very solid. Yeah, it was solid. Um next up on the list is uh was an absolute stunner this week probably like one of the best comics i've seen of all time and that was wonder woman historia number one from kelly sue mm. DeConnick and art magnificent art by phil jimenez, jimenez. and mm. can we also first of all before we even get into like the issue it took them almost four years to make this comic book wow can you imagine like this was announced three, um, three and a half years ago as, like, something that was coming out as part of DC's Black Label line, this book that was going to tell the history of the, uh, Amazons, and Phil has literally been drawing it since that time. Wow. He's been, like, over the last years, if you go to his Instagram page, you'll see little snippets of things that he's been drawing and, like, what they've been doing, and it's just kind of
1: like, yes. It looks I like. mean, this is this is <laughs> this is iconic. Like it looks <laughs> legendary. Like.
0: This is if, wow. If you are gonna take almost four years to give me a comic book,
1: maybe it better look like this. Like this. Okay. This is the this is the standard. <laughs> this is the bar has been raised because wow.
0: Completely. I wanted like after I finished this issue, I actually wanted Historia more for the rest of the DC universe. I was like, oh. Oh, Oh. Give me an Atlantis <laughs> so I can see mm-hmm. all of that. Like, take me to, like, where the Hawks come from, Danagar. like, let me see all of that. Give me, like, some... Like, this is what I need
1: I need, a, I, need I need this. This is... The one thing that you realize about DC is that they do have very rich histories in all of their corners, where if they actually took the time to really, like, showcase them, it could be some exciting stuff. Which I would cool. love a... A lantern historia, and we talk about all the different colors and all the planets and all that kind of stuff. Fantastic! Like I think that, like when you really dive into these these corners, they can be some exciting stuff. And shout exactly. out to, um, the Wonder Woman corner. You know, I've been down on her, <laughs> but <laughs> doesn't click. But the other girls, they've been hitting. <laughs> they've been carrying it right now. They've been okay? hitting.
0: And you the know, the Wonder Woman
1: I... corner been doing some good stuff.
0: And, you know, Wonder Woman, not Wonder Woman, uh, well, I think Wonder Woman annual also came out this week, but Wonder Girl number five came out this week also. You know, that's Yara's book. And I will say, like, I think there's still some pacing issues with that series as a whole, but that story is really finally starting to move forward. We're getting a little bit of Yara's personality. Um, Mm -hmm. We finally met the other tribe that, like, her mom came from with those Amazons. We get a little bit of introduction to them and, like, what they do and a name for them. We also find out at the end of the issue that Donna Troy is, teamed up with them. Oh, Donna's like, back, okay. Donna's back, so like, it's really picking up now. I was like, okay, so like, Cassie, <laughs> one of the girls that was looking for Yara, she meets Cassie, and Cassie's like, she tells Cassie like, oh, we're another tribe of women, and so Cassie's like, oh, there's somebody else? And she's like, yeah, obviously. And they're like, we're protecting this balance, and they're like, tomorrow we're actually gonna march on mascara, And she's like, we have one a warrior here who's gonna help us, and they pull back the curtain, and it's Donna. I was like, okay. maybe
1: I, See, like I said, the Wonder Corner kind of... I might like go to tap back into Wonder Girl, too.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like hot. And so, yeah, it's coming back. <laughs> reading, and I actually read that
0: before Historia. So, like, reading that and then coming here to Historia and then, like, just getting this full, like, just story of the Amazons being created in this, like, beautiful rendition with this amazing armor and, like, the gods and the goddesses and all that. I was just like, this is...
1: This is it. <laughs> this is hot. Yes. I, you know, I had seen I had seen people kind of go up for this on Twitter um before I had read it. And I was like, okay, is this hype? Or is, you know, mm-hmm. is, is this gonna really be what it is? <laughs> is this really gonna be what it's gonna give? Is this just, you know, the gay is going up for some magic or or mm-hmm. or, or the girls? But no. <laughs> like, like this was f- phenomenal. The story is so
0: was real, you know what I'm saying? It was truly, it mm-hmm. was like these, it was like these women coming to these men and saying, like, we are hurting, we are in pain, like, they are being killed, they are being terrorized, all we want to do is, like, survive and be able to live and exist. And the men are just like, well, you can, but if you do what we say. And, like, or you live by our rules and you do what we can. And, like, even the hero says it, she's like, you know, oh, the mighty Zeus has spoken. What else do you do that? And then, like... <laughs> uh, to see them, like, <laughs> take that and still be like, no, we still want to, like, protect these women and give them this thing. And, like, the creation of the Amazons and how they all work together and use little bits of their power so cool. to, like, put it into the well of souls. And then even, you know, to get into the different parts of Earth. And then just the women coming up from the soil and they talk about how they are born with armor on mm-hmm. because there is no innocence among them. Like, they are strong and they are powerful. They're here. Like, so there's no innocence. And I'm just like, yes. It's what it's all about. <laughs> this
1: is it. Yes. This is what I like to see. <laughs> and all of the different tribes and how they all, like, have their own aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, the Like, I... I'm not going to keep repeating it because I will sound like a broken record, but just the art was... St- it's stellar.
2: Um, the sure. colors
1: for everything were, like,
0: wow. <laughs> He'll definitely just, like, put himself in another league of mm-hmm. artists. He is top five of all time i'm sorry i don't, I don't, for, I don't know for sure you, i don't know what you for want sure. me to say and the person and i gotta find let me go look at who colored this but like the colors yes
1: Phil phil said phil said ladies <laughs> let's not act like i'm not a legend
0: <laughs> so we had hi-fi doing the colors are prianto and romulo for Fajardo jr and they put in work because yes. again This was so detailed and intricate. And it was like to get every nook and cranny of color and pop. Like that scene of Hera walking out with the peacocks, peacock outfit on and like all the birds following behind
1: her. It's just like, baby, look at this. (laughs) (laughs) this. Um, And like like all of the different all of the different gods, them like the male gods and stuff like the way that they were all colored
2: and the way they all
1: different. And
0: I, I know this was about the women, but the men looked good. I'm sorry. They did. They did. They did. They were. They were, they were good. Like, oh, this was a master guys in design. The Poseidon, King Poseidon, the like blue and then like. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Loved it.
1: Loved it. And mm-hmm. I think even after the I emerald, even I even oh, like oh, Apollo. Apollo is probably my favorite god. And I didn't oh, even mind no him panties. being up there in some panties. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Panties.
2: laughs> uh,
0: And I think even when you get into, like, the moment after the Amazons are born and you see them meeting um, Hippolyta for the first time, like, the whole story leading up to that and, like, just getting more of Hippolyta's history, it was just, like, like, this was just a really well-done story with, like, phenomenal art and amazing colors. And, like, I know this is only booked to mine. She's the one. You know she wrote Aquaman.
1: (laughs) You know she defined Captain Marvel. Come on. Oh, she did do that, didn't she? That was her ever have props
0: um but knowing that this is only book one i'm
1: ready for book two but it's like oh is it gonna be another like four-year week because <laughs> i kind of right. need it now <laughs> well the mean, of this did say that it was coming in spring of 2022 so well, let's fingers crossed we stick with that i know there's been like printing issues i think i've seen a lot of supply yeah, chain yeah. issues with a lot of comics and stuff too so I, that may delay some things who knows but that will be I hope but this wow. was a five out of five book for me i mean i i could if there was a higher thing i could give it i would <laughs> but it's truly like Shy five out of five it. wow because they did that
0: like who was yeah. your who, who, who had your
1: favorite design okay Ooh, um i i did like the tribe of athena um they there was keep- one girl I- I can't remember her name in here, but she had this look, and I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm loving that." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, oh man, I'm gonna find her. Oh, oh, Niobe of the tribe of Athena. I loved mm-hmm. uh, that. She had this like, uh, she had this like fro little thing going on. I loved that. Okay. Um, yeah, I see
0: that.
1: And the uh, tribe of Aphrodite. I loved all the colors.
0: Those were dolls.
1: Those, okay. those are hot. Those were <laughs> those dolls are hot.
0: right there. The tribe of Aphrodite. Yes. Girls were dripped in their mm-hmm. crystals and their like Ooh, glamour yes. coming out of water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorites were the tribe of Aphrodite for sure. I also really liked the tribe of Artemis. Uh they had a lot of like the more earthy kind of like bones and like woodsy designs, that antiopy. Yeah. Like she was probably like one of my favorite designs with a headpiece giant i also really did like the tribe of hestia um i think io is how you oh say yes
1: it? i also love, that was also my other favorite one the tribe she, of hestia
0: she was like really really nice i enjoyed them a lot um hecate was cool scary but like i get the vibe they were going for she was like a creepy kind of goddess uh yeah athena was also cool they gave me very like classic armored warrior guardians the colors were nice mm-hmm. but like aphrodite
1: and artemis hestia top three for me for sure for sure i think hestia um athena and uh aphrodite were my top three for sure I had some dolls love mm-hmm. it I was loving that fire with the Hestia. That was hot. (laughs) The fire was so hot. (laughs) This was was such a great book. And I also love the entire, like, the way that um, Hippolyta kind of, like, comes into all of this and how, mm -hmm. like, and when she meets the gods and how it shows how, like, she persevered and how, like, yeah, The first kid that she tried to kind of, that she had to get rid of and that she kind of came back for, it did obviously die because they called mm. it a soul at the end, like when the when the goddesses got it, but she said that she had something special for it. So it makes mm. me wonder if that's like going to be the one that like is Diana. Mm. Like that soul may have been Diana. I can see that.
0: I can see that. Mm. I don't know if I need Diana yet, but Shout out to them <laughs> and everything it did. We love it. Um, yeah. Let's go to the next up on our list. Uh, you know, we just said this. Uh, Captain Marvel thirty four, and this is from yes, another I Kelly, know. Kelly Thompson.
1: And take it away because you know I don't I don't know this. This was another another great edition of the War of the Marvels right now. Like, mm-hmm. um, honestly, I love a good action and I love a good superhero book and. In my opinion, Captain Marvel is one of the best on the stands right now as far as just getting that like good superhero action stuff. Yeah. But what makes this even better is you have the inner monologue going on in every scene of that Carol's in and, and what's going on in her head and how she's reacting to these things. And Kelly has been like killing it with that. Like you really see how Carol really operates. In the last issue... Uh, Vox Supreme locked <laughs> she he locked Captain Marvel in this coffin basically and shot her off into space a coffin he she once trapped him in he locked her in it and she can't get out of it trapped her into space um, and he was like you know I already modified it so that you can't get out well um, we get this entire inner monologue where uh, Carol is like I have to break out of this like what am I gonna do and she's like you know when I saw uh Monica used her powers to get out of her suit because this entire War the Marvels thing has been, Vox Supreme has been capturing people who were connected to Carol and placing them in these suits and making them like just basically beat Carol's ass and like come after her. Um, and he saw that, she saw that Monica kind of like phase through her suit to try to get out of it once. And she was like, you know, I got to think about something like that. I don't, my powers don't work like that. Like, I can't do what Monica can do. And she's like, you know, but if, like, shooting my energy blast, if I can shoot it from outside of my body, can I, like, place it somewhere, like, further outside of my body? And she, like, concentrates and does this really cool thing where now she's got a binary, like, second form now that, like, is... um that's that like separate able, from her separate from her and it looks to me like that it's basically all of her energy power into this binary form and it appeared outside of the coffin and blasted the coffin open and and like let carol escape and afterwards she's like absorbed all of that energy back so the one thing i love about power is the limits behind it and like how a character can use it so it looks like similar to her her uh, photon time blast from her eyes where she was like you know I can't see now it seems like she has this like second binary thing that can come out of her but it's all of her energy so she's left with like nothing um so mm. that'll be kind of cool to see where that goes and how that works um she ends up getting attacked by at someone else and a a dark captain marvel costume yeah and it and it's marvel the original uh mm-hmm. captain marvel um he's there and she's like completely thrown off from that they have a whole fight she's just like you know i gotta take this someplace or maybe he might like not be who he is and she's like in her head she's like i i know that this can't be him because while i'm attacking him he would have easily eaten that blast like i know he's yeah. his power level something can't be right here and um she's like he's got to be a clone so um he takes off his mask though and then like he's like she ends up being stopped at her tracks. He comes close to her. He's like, you know, she's like, you know, they, this can't be you. This can't be right. And they kiss. Yeah. And um, because, well, they used to be like love, in love. Uh, that was like her original. Uh, yeah, that's where she was. I thought she, like, he was like, her like
0: her so much older than her.
1: Uh, maybe. I didn't see that. That was seemed like they were around the same age. Like she was a spy and she stuff. She's older too, though. So. <laughs> she is um and they end up having this like really cool fight they kiss and of course he actually ended up kissing her and giving her like the goop costume so he ends up trapping her taking her back Mm -hmm. to vox supreme and um phila bell ends up showing up because she was like escaped before and uh he ends up like vox supreme ends up attacking her they end up locking up carol carol is like i gotta get up out of this before he kills phila then she uses her secondary form to get out of it, and Vox is like, probably going to get his ass beat in this next uh,
2: Okay. The,
0: this is the, the still episode. the filla that was just in E-Wing's Guardians, the one that, like, came over from yes. that alternate universe? Okay.
1: She's she's um, still wearing the same Guardians jacket, and um, it's even mentioned, like, in a side thing that it's Phila from the Guardians. Okay.
2: Um, that I think they even thing. call her, they I don't call know how her, I like, like,
1: like things like, the his daughter cuz she is Marvel's like daughter. Yeah. I don't know how I feel don't about like that. Energy, you like like the second okay. energy form.
0: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. It feels a little you know, it's, it feels a little overpowered.
1: Yeah. But it feels a little it feels a little overpowered, but where I'm getting the drawback from it is, is is that it looks like she is completely powerless while she uses Powerless with while she uses it. Like normally, while she uses her powers, she's got like a little bit of a glow to so, herself. but When she did it this time, like when
0: when the thing broke her out of the casket in space, did it automate? Like, did it bond back with her automatically, or was there like a delay? Did it? Did she say like, oh, because isn't a part of her power it, is what allows her to breathe in space? Mm-hmm. So was it like, oh, like, oh, I can't. I realize I can't. Well, no, I, I don't think this back up quickly.
1: Okay, between between you and I. I don't Mm -hmm. think that she's ever supposed to be able to breathe in space. I think what happened was (laughs) because there have been times before where she's gone into space and had to put her helmet on. I think over time like they've just drawn her without her helmet on because of like branding and to like just show her Mm -hmm. face and stuff out there. Usually with her hair flowing in space and stuff like that without the helmet. I don't think that she actually is still supposed to be able to breathe in space. But there was a moment where she like after she busts out there was a moment where her and the the other form like look at each other and okay. where carol was like is this thing alive i don't think so. she's like I don't mm. think she can't be alive and it's just it just absorbs it okay
0: i mean i guess we'll see i again i will always applaud kelly thompson her creativity even the, when she was here on the show she was saying one of the big things she worried about with Carol yeah. was like who is she gonna fight you know and she has continue to find a way to like challenge her
1: in a she way. she really, really has given her like yeah. so many new villains and stuff that i've always enjoyed you know i love a good new villain for someone and that feels like a threat i will always say i love the star arc with this ove was really cool with the magic stuff and now with i think vox supreme is a really cool villain for her because he is a he is an inhuman that like absorbs some of the kree intelligence like serum Mm-hmm. So he's just a, just a mustache-twirling villain, basically. But it's someone who can like challenge her. Okay, I mean, good for her. What would you rate this? Issue? We'll, we'll see. Honestly, I would give this issue a four out of five. Really enjoyed yeah. all the action stuff in it. I really enjoyed this. The, um, I she also does like this energy shield in it that I thought was cool, and I still do think her photon eye blasts are really cool. I'm That's still a little on. I don't know yet about the um the binary secondary form thing Mm -hmm. i need to know the limit i need to know the limits of it first before i can fully get behind it and so far i'm the Mm -hmm. one inferring the limits And it hasn't been explained to to (laughs) me
0: I will say You know I think that that's one thing Kelly will probably be fully aware of So I I anticipate some type of limits And I even think about when you said When she uses the eye beam She makes it a point to be like She can't see while she uses it So I don't really think that's Mm -hmm. something She's forgotten about i will just be interested to see what it is Maybe it is she loses all her abilities But we shall see Everyone's getting these power upgrades You know uh, Phoenix Echo song Phoenix song Echo came out this week also Mm. um that's not a good book though unfortunately i hate to say it it's
1: (laughs) that's sad i
0: know you like her it's i love echo and and i think that's why i don't enjoy this is because it doesn't feel like an echo i've ever read and it's different from like a shang chi where you didn't really know too much about the character or his personality where you can be like oh they're trying to build it echo has been in enough books that have been very character she was in daredevil everybody in daredevil has characterization like it's the whole thing about daredevil books like they are like quote-unquote people, Um, and Mm -hmm. Echo's been in enough things where I feel like she has a very distinct personality, and you don't get anything of that here. It feels very generic. The writing feels, the story feels like it's a way to tell a story about Maya and her heritage and her family, And they had to give her the phoenix to do that, which doesn't really make any sense. And it's not really making Hmm. sense with the villain. Like, there's even a line where she's talking to the guy. She's basically like, it's Adversary who she's fighting. She's like, Adversary met this guy to meet her so he could steal the phoenix from her to use it to, like, destroy her bloodline. She was like, that doesn't sound weird to you? (laughs) And it's just kind of (laughs) like, yeah, (laughs) it does. And, like, you realize that with the story. So um everybody's getting a little power upgrades this week because she's doing all her phoenix stuff and it's like ugh.
1: okay you know they gotta i understand they come up with creative ideas to give them power upgrades i just like to see sometimes it's, i don't need it to be too like zany yeah, She's
0: like they, she's like making fire portals and they like traveled in time or something it's enough but mm-hmm. our final book on the list this week is a very exciting one. We have Action Comics number 1037, and this comes from Philip Kennedy Johnson. And um, Daniel Sam Perry has officially left the art duties of this book. I think he's still doing covers, but um, he is no longer on interiors. And instead, hold on, I have the name. It is Miguel Matanaka. Yes. Minden. Yeah. Um, and we finally, like, hit in World, World, and we get a big action fight. And I love it.
1: We do. We do. We're into it. You know, I love, like I say, I love a good action fight. (laughs) I'm here. And I've been getting that all week. And this, like, I feel
0: like this is the space stories that you're always trying to convince me I should read and why you think space is good. (laughs) Um, Yes. (laughs) But it's just not something we get in all the space stories. (laughs) But, like, this is a good space story. Like, seeing, again, this authority team and the way they've grown since that miniseries from Grant Morrison to now and, like, working together. And I know we always kind of get into comic books. We always see those new villains who just randomly get introduced and they got to, like, beat down on our heroes because we got to see how big and bad they are. And sometimes it doesn't feel natural. I was like, we don't have that issue in this book. And I think a big part of that is, A, their designs, and B, the threat of Warworld has been built up over such a long time. Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah, the and like, <laughs> like and it delivered because the girls were beating ass.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, um they are in this war world fighting. Um first of all, again, there must be something happening with the Legion because this opens with another um United Planets meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think was really cool. I love all the like the space politics stuff and like you know, I love all that stuff um so i thought that was really cool but then we have the authority fighting and apollo gets into a fight and gets killed or yeah. at least at least very badly injured
0: <laughs> <laughs> see what happens when you fly first into things girl stay down on the
2: street stay down on
0: the ground when you can be aware um that was a hot moment though. But and it was uh, like
1: uh, midnight afterwards saying he's gonna die was I completely believe that. Period. Like you <laughs> done and now don't don't don't
0: mess with my man <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with my man, honey. Now you really messed up. No, we don't play those games over here, so like I like this was a high issue. um again, I even think we had Superman going against the new Mongol, and like they were kind of going back and forth, and he was like, you know again, you you fought the old mongol, like this is the new body, like I'm a new guy. I got <laughs> my people doing this um and then we also see like him stab Superman with the what was a kryptonite side. I want to say, yes, um,
1: and like and again, in gruesome way
0: very gruesome way which shout out to miguel following sam perry on art i feel like that's a very like hard act to follow because it was so good Uh but he like definitely kept all the momentum up like it feels uh big everybody looks good we all we lose a couple of people and the deaths feel tragic and like heavy uh the scene with what's her name light ray she also bites the bullet dang we lost a couple of people this issue (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) You know there's this like scene with her where she gets into this moment and she kind of like apologizes to superman and like letting him down and he's very emotional about it like you feel all of that like just this book is amazing shout out to philip kennedy johnson he's been doing a great
1: job and then i mean you follow up just that one scene right there where he's in this emotional thing like he's feeling for light speed and superman that is feeling for light speed she's about to die And boom, he gets impaled by that kryptonite spear. And it really, like, you know, there are a lot of times where you feel like the villain is just watching the hero give, like, a heartfelt speech or something and waiting for him to be done.
2: (laughs) I was like, nah, don't turn your back on me. (laughs) Um.
1: We don't do that over here. I'm not doing that. So he kills him. So uh, this this is hot. I never thought I'd be this into a Superman book, yet here I am it's good and i think another thing about it too is like you don't
0: know where the story's going like i obviously we don't think superman is going to die but it's like you know something's happening to our apollo and lightweight lightweight really dead like what's going on with these characters this is i love this book fresh fun is i would have given this a four out of five for sure
1: mm-hmm. for sure definitely from a four out of five for me also they at the end of this they talk about the um how they could have sent a team of Daxamites, like the United United Planets could have sent a Mm -hmm. team of Daxamites. And Daxamites have the exact same powers as Kryptonians. They could have easily helped. Yeah, but that one
0: guy is like playing something. He's nasty. Nasty. (laughs) Watching watching him. This was a good week for comic books, honestly.
1: It really was. There was also a Midnighter, I'm sorry, Midnight. there was a Manhunter uh, backup story in this, which um, Mm -hmm. I wasn't that too into, but like, if anyone wants to get some Manhunter uh, stuff, there is some yeah. a Manhunter backup. Go check that out. Oh,
0: also, the Death of Doctor Strange had a tie-in for White Fox that I read that was pretty good. If anybody likes White Fox, you should go read that. Okay. But, yeah, she was fine. I think I'm actually going to go back and read some of those Agents of Atlas miniseries now. They like have a oh, all okay team members, because uh, she was in this, and then the Swordmaster, the guy who's going to become the new Iron Fist, he was also in it, and this was like... Like, he's like definitely going
1: to become the new Iron Fist, like, the So, he's, <laughs> his
0: his sword shatters in this issue, and he gets uh like, thrown <laughs> off of a cliff, and like, we lose him. So, now uh. he's got a pop. Up. <laughs> totally yeah. So, that was fun. Um, But those are the comics of the week. Let's go ahead, take a little break, and then we'll come back for the panel. Let's do it.
1: All right, y'all. Welcome back to the panel section of the show. And this week, we want to have a little bit of a chit chat about superhero action and like, who are they gonna fight? Now, everybody knows that like I'm a pretty big a fan of you know the action in superhero comics. Um, I love a good fight scene. I love some power feats and stuff. But it seems as though a lot of my favorite characters who lean towards more of the superhero um superpowered I should say area don't really have anyone for them to fight like they can't really come down to the streets and get involved in devil's reign or um any of the batman stuff because it's like they could just shoot an energy blast and everybody's dead but all yeah. of the people for the fight have all been have been gone so yeah. like have you feel like you noticed that like that like a lot of the villains right now especially in the marvel universe right now aren't really big or, like, powerful?
0: Mm, I mean, yes and no. I think that, depending on what you're reading, I think a lot of the, like, superpower characters that you like specifically aren't really prominent right now. Um, And I think the ones that are kind of are getting their stuff to fight. Like, I think about Thor, even though I'm not like the biggest fan of this current Thor run, he was fighting Galactus in his first arc, and he's been dealing with like some heavy stuff there with his dad. Um, I think about the Mighty Valkyries mini that I was reading, you know, they were going against Hela and like all these big demons and things like that. But I do agree that a lot of the other heroes, like someone like a Carol or Wonder Man or something like that, if they were around, they wouldn't have too many people to fight. However, again, I will say that I think that is being rectified in Jason Aaron's Avengers run. I know a lot oh. of people um, don't really care for it or they just kind of have their opinions on how it is, but I think that one thing Aaron is really good for, and I've said this when I read the book, it's like big superhero fanfare action. Um, it, 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 it's something that you feel like you'd see in a movie. And one mm-hmm. thing that he's done consistently throughout that book is like introduce villains in a very big way. Like The Avengers are... Earth's mighty heroes. They should fight very powerful threats. So it's like they have uh Conchu taking over a bunch of people and like starting the whole arc that he Moon Knight got started in. You had uh Dracula doing all this stuff and like blowing up taking over Chernobyl and like blowing up the buildings. Um even now I picked up Avengers fifty because obviously there was some She-Hulk content going on there and I went to get that. And
1: I saw they switched uh, the girl back. Oh, she's back
0: love it uh, you know even there he's introduced like a new master of evil and they're like super powerful characters so you see them and you get all that as well
1: okay see that's nice that he's doing it all about in the avengers but i feel like there was a maybe maybe i'm getting oh which obviously <laughs> i just had a birthday i am <laughs> like mm-hmm. i feel like there was a time where like there were a lot more villains and stuff for these characters mm-hmm. to fight where they didn't necessarily always have to introduce a whole new brand new villain in the book like there was mm-hmm. someone to pull from um you know like i feel like there was a lot of times where you know we talk about elemental characters on the show a few times mm-hmm. like where are they at and i've been rereading a lot of the um old uh busik and perez avengers run and mm-hmm. Firestar is on the team and um right she's a character where are like, lot really who is she gonna fight she can't fight humans like (laughs) that's that would be overkill for them but in this book like there's plenty of things for them to fight like they fight this um they fight i can't think of this oh there's overmind ends up coming into it at one point i know there was another character um they ended up fighting a lot of like i can't think of his name right now but there was an old x-men villain that they fought in that the x-men fought in like the 60s that like the uh the Kurt Busiek just kind of brought back around for the Avengers to kind of fight. So stuff like that Mm -hmm. was really going on around. So like older villains were just kind of being recycled through. Um, Mm -hmm. And it feels as though instead of like just recycling older villains back through, it's either like these books don't have the villains or they just will like create a new one that always doesn't really like pop in my opinion because they don't ever like leave that book or they don't leave that arc. You don't see them again. I think it could go like for one of two reasons. I think
0: that a lot of books, and this is something that we've talked about before as well, a lot of people have kind of sanitized their villains. They've Mm. gone onto the more sympathetic route or they've brought them over to the hero side. I think about New Mutants. Um, That came out this week as well. And that's been dealing with the Shadow King and Amal Farouk and all of this stuff. And one of the things that it's been doing in that book is kind of redeeming him or may, like not necessarily redeeming him but like adding to his story to make him more of a tragic villain and a sympathetic character and i feel like yes that can be interesting sometimes but i feel like that doesn't need to happen for everybody and me personally i'm i'm a huge shadow king fan but like i've always loved shadow I King. That. i know you're a big Jesus shadow said. king fan yeah you know it's just like he's but it's like he's just kind of a bad guy like he just likes the chaos he does the, like i don't need everyone i don't need to feel sorry for everybody like some right. people are bad and it's like okay like it's not okay that they're bad, but it's like the hero's got to fight somebody, you know? Um, And I think another thing of that is kind of like you said, people aren't necessarily really mining those old stories. Some people are. Everybody isn't really mining those old stories to bring back those like kind of like one-note villains and really amplify them and add more things to their story they are going more of a new route to like create new people or um you know give them new designs and things like that i think about i was actually going to do a little bit of a deep dive on bartok the leaper villain. oh dope yeah and while i was doing some research on him i didn't know that he had like a little trio that he used to run around with and like do villain stuff oh he did yeah and i was just like oh where are <laughs> these guys at you know like i was like because we've seen bartrock pop up a couple times since then and i was like oh where are the guys who he hung out with like what do they do where do they go um and so i think that's what it is and and then another point is i think when you add in the wave that became heroes versus heroes in your comics. oh yeah yeah and i think once yeah. that trope really started to take off and become a lot popular it was just like well we don't need the villains no more. Heroes can always just fight each other.
1: Yeah. And I feel like a lot of fans end up like liking that really, because like people always wonder, you know, who would win kind of situations mm-hmm. or who's clearing. <laughs> and um so they will kind of gravitate more to those hero versus hero things. But I really wish that we got more kind of super powered villains who kinda did some shit because like I feel as though that's leaving out a lot of characters who don't have anybody to kind of fight. Like um, I should, like, a character like Moonstone, right? Mm-hmm. I feel mm. like she should be back around as, like, a bigger kind of villain for mm. the, uh, heroes to fight or whatever, instead of only being maybe associated with the Thunderbolts or just kind of being brought around in, like, a cameo arc or something. I think that, like, the villain corner just probably needs to be built up a little bit more with more super-powered villains I so that. that these characters think, do have uh... actually somebody to fight.
0: I think the X-Books are actually, like, you know, for all of their faults, I think they've actually done a really good job of introducing new villains and people mm-hmm. for the X-Men to fight. I just think that um, they're not really holding the weight that I would like them to. Um, I think about mm-hmm. someone like Covenant Cabo over in Excalibur. I love a cult. Like, an evil, magical cult that's, like, using mutant blood to do rituals and stuff like that. Like, that, like how does that not sound exciting? But then... Um, right. Right. Like, it's not that exciting. <laughs> or, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I just, like, I think about things, or even in, like, uh, what was that, New Mutants, early on in the New Mutants run, when they had, like, those gang of people who came and, like, killed Beak's dad and his parents and stuff like that, like the Terra Verde, I think their name was, uh, those mm-hmm. folks, you know, but again, this is, like, when was the last time where I stopped reading new mutants also so i don't know if they actually pop back up but <laughs> yeah, yeah me neither, me neither. Uh, but even so like when i felt that it was just kind of like oh okay they kind of got brushed to the side really fast and now once again we're talking about like cosmar and them in new mutants it's just like she's draining she should be a
1: villain and they should end her <laughs> now what types of like i know you normally don't get up into the superpower characters but what types of characters do you prefer to see them fight like you know um, the X Men right now are superheroes, and they have been mostly been fighting just random one-off villains. Mm-hmm. You know, the High Evolutionary um, fighting that uh, Annihilation Wave bomb. Like it's mostly just been one-off stuff. While the other two guys are kind of been building up into villains, but like that hasn't been too exciting. So like,
2: First what of types of? of villains and I'll let are
1: you know.
0: I did not know that those were. I did not realize those were two different types of characters. Fei Long, I think his name is, and Doctor Stasis. Mm-hmm. I've definitely
1: been they look alike them. a
0: little bit yeah I've been reading them this, this whole time and someone was like oh no they're different people I was like oh wow um but to answer your question I think it just depends on the characters you know I, d- I don't like villains of the week I don't enjoy mm-hmm. that because I think that's how you kind of fall into your problem now where it's like oh, okay well you just keep cycling through and you don't build on anything and so how does someone really get attached to that character and how do they really build a history with the characters that you're following when they're fighting them and so it's like you got to kind of bring them back um i do prefer when it's maybe like a big overarching villain and they just have like little henchmen Coming in.
1: Okay. So you prefer, hen- you prefer the you prefer the henchman build up to the big boss fight. Yeah,
0: I, I, I do love that little trope. I think that's always interesting because a you get you get to keep that connection with the character and like have them in a way that they can keep coming back, but also you can always have them separate and just go do their own thing and go fight other people, which is I think another issue that I uh, feel a lot of comic writers kind of shy away from. Like, don't be afraid to let your heroes go and fight somebody who they don't normally fight.
1: Yeah. You know, we talked about this before on the panel on the show where we kind of changed villains for other characters Mm. with and bringing other people in. I think that might spice up some stuff, too, for people. I know that, like, sometimes you can't, like, it should be more like a library, you know, check them Mm. out. (laughs) If they checked out somebody else's book, cool. Well, then, like, go and pick someone else. But you shouldn't have to only be able to use the characters who you've already been using that are either A, tied to that mantle or tied Mm. to that corner of the universe.
0: And I think it's how you let, like, your villains grow as well. You know, we always talk about your main characters and how they have to kind of go through these struggles to, like, do things like that. If the villain is always just facing Batman every five days and he's losing every single time, it's like, all right, when are you going to go and do something else? When is he going to change? I'm getting tired of seeing him do this now. And I think that could mm-hmm. also become a thing where, so like, you start getting these villains. Although people don't get tired of the Joker, which is like...
1: They shit. say they do, but they... You don't. <laughs> like that that's something um, that needs to I just actually just speaking of him, I just watched the um Injustice uh movie, the animated movie.
2: Oh, I forgot. And, uh, I watched it.
1: It was all right. Um they did I wasn't a big fan of like the animation style. It's a little too ink heavy for me. Um okay. but in that they did a Injustice watching the animated movie reminded me that the comic book actually did what we were just talking about where they switched things up, where the Joker went after Superman instead of Batman and mm-hmm. went after Lois. I mean, obviously, we see that shook some shit up because
2: we got injustice yeah. out of that. <laughs> like, so, you oh, know, so that's
0: so crazy. Like, imagine the Joker going after Superman. <laughs> ain't that wild, right? Like,
1: what do you think you're getting into over here, buddy?
2: <laughs> right.
1: I'm, clearly, you're going to die. <laughs> but, I mean, it made sense for him to be like, you know, in, in the movie they reiterated that he's always lost to Batman. So he was like, why don't I just try something different? <laughs> so
0: <laughs> and, I, and I think you get to a certain point with these villains, it it would make sense for their story. It's just like they're people too. I'm sure they move mm-hmm. and go do other things. You know, I might go to a city where uh, Green Arrow is actually the guy now. So it's like if I still wanna do the same thing, then I gotta be his ass.
1: I agree. I just I wish that there were a lot more of the super powered villains for those characters to kind of fight. Maybe that maybe that's why a lot of my favorite characters are kind of gone right now because they are too powerful f- to be around. So like, there's no one for them to really kind of fight. Like, who Wonder Man gonna fight? I think who are some of like your favorite super powered villains? Um, you know, one of them I wanted to bring back, but I'm actually think I'm one of them. I actually think he should be more of a magic villain, but I'll bring that up in a future um, relaunch. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do really like Ultron. Um, I do love a yeah, like a genocidal robot or whatever. Um, the, problem with Ultron, the problem with Ultron, and there might be time to maybe just update and get a new robot, is that he might be too tied to Hank Pym and all that kind of vision and all that kind of stuff. So like, it yeah. may be just time to get a newer kind of villain. Um, mm-hmm. I always do like the Super Scroll. Um, I love Graviton. He's one of my favorite superpowered villains.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Count Nefario, also really, really like him. Um, but again, those are all characters who like they're really powerful. So like who can really take them out? Usually Graviton, whenever they fight him, he beat the whole team until yeah. like he can't like focus on something.
0: I guess that's the other thing I kinda think about for these super villains, especially uh, is what is their goal? Like Because if you are so powerful, I imagine you just kind of want to destroy everything or you can go do whatever. So it's like, do you have them in a space where they are playing villain of the week and you can see them a couple more times? Or are they so powerful that you really only do drove them out for the next big event? Like, how many times do we see Ultron on a regular basis?
1: Right, yeah. Uh, He's become, like, more of a beat-em-up kind of villain. But I do think some of the other ones, like a Graviton or a Count Nefario, Count Nefario's thing was just... A amassing his own power, and he was like a mob boss. So, like yeah. that was his whole thing was just that whole motif or whatever, yeah. and just establishing that kind of power. I think that like usually you can have them either taking over something or truly just trying to like most of the time they just amount of their business. Now, the things that they're doing mm-hmm. are evil <laughs> <laughs> is that <what> doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Graviton is probably just like studying science or whatever amount yeah. of his business and then things just kind of go left. But I do think that, um, I think that like, I think that they have, they may be too powerful so that they end up becoming like a villain of the week kind of thing, but you can give them more motivation besides just, you know, world domination.
0: When you think of like the super powered characters, like the superheroes that you love, lasers and all that, who are kind of the anchors and let's, we'll, we'll keep this like Marvel centric right now. Like, if you mm-hmm. had to pick maybe like six characters who make up the super powered corner and like you can take all those huge villains and you could kind of funnel those into those people, who do you think were are your core six?
1: It doesn't even have to be um, like the six you think of most. Of most, whenever I think of like, super powered villains. Yeah. Ultron for sure. Well, well not even not the villain
0: yet, not the villain. Gen, not the, villain gen, the heroes
1: first. Oh, the heroes in that. Oh, okay. Um probably Captain Marvel. Okay. Um
2: would um, probably mostly be Avengers. Um
1: Hmm. I'm trying to think of bigger six than just my favorites. Cuz I want to I would easily say like, you know, Wonder Man and, and uh-huh. stuff like that. But like, uh, I'm trying to think of like maybe if they were bigger, The Hulk probably. Okay. Um He would definitely be a corner. Iron Man kind of teeters on that. Okay. Um Let me think of some more. Let me think of more people. Yeah. I'm also trying to think. So would you consider century one? Mm, yeah. No, he's not like, are you thinking of like pillars? You know what I mean? Like, like how Doctor Strange is like a pillar in the magic corner. You mean yeah. like something like that? Like who, is, yeah. who are like the pillars of the superpower corner? Yeah. Um, I would definitely then say Captain Marvel, Iron Man, um mm. Maybe Thor? I don't know mm. if Thor is in like a uh he kinda teeters He's like a magic y kind of character I too. Say, he's like magic and he's all for Asgard. He don't count. Yeah, he don't really count.
0: Oh no, I guess I don't know. I, I did... don't know. I
1: don't know if they. I don't know if they actually have too many pillars because that genre can be so generic. Like it can be yeah. so like anybody could really. Be and I in guess the that's super... my
0: thing too. When I think about these villains and these superpower villains, it's like yes, there are a lot of powerful villains. We say who are the people supposed to fight? Well, who are these villains also supposed to fight? And I think that's why they mostly get funneled into mainly Avengers. Uh, villains that's mm-hmm. just a whole because it's like when you when you got all the superheroes together of course that's when you got to go and try and stop this guy but on their own i think you really have to really build up that corner and we're, this is marvel specific right now cuz i think dc actually does an immaculate job with their supervillain characters everybody got a book um, okay <laughs> <laughs> they they do <laughs> um, and so i think that's really something that i guess marvel would have to do is like really just building up those like other superheroes who kind of like teeter that giving them their own places to fight because again that's the thing if you got these people who are doing this kind of damage they're doing damage and so it's like exactly you know when Superman's fighting people he's always taking somebody out to Kansas so he can do what he needs <laughs> to do out there. So it's like, you know, if they are gonna be coming after Wonder Man, is it a thing where he's just okay with the property damage? Are we putting like an invincible type of situation where we're trying to hold him accountable? Or is he flying them off somewhere so he can beat on them? Mm-hmm.
1: I don't
2: yeah. know, that's too I
0: much. Mean, you just gotta keep it in the street. Same
1: with only. same with like, no, I like I like the shit to explode and some blasts and everything. So we need that. Um We got some like canisters Spectrum. that will explode. <laughs> no, I don't I want I want some like fingers to explode, some blasts and all of that, okay? <laughs> I need all that. But yeah, I feel like, you know, Spectrum was one that was like out there doing all of that. Uh Mm-mm. Firebird There was a time I where hate. there was like a lot of those kind of characters out there. But kind of like you said, they they don't really have the villains for them to fight or who the villains are even going to fight cuz the heroes ain't even around. So, yeah. they'd have that. to bring those heroes back around first.
0: I feel, I do I will say, I do think, especially, for, again, I'm, I'm kind of keeping this Marvel specific here because DC is fine with it. I do think Marvel is going to go on a little bit of a resurgence of those type of heroes. I, again, we've talked about the corners of the MCU and how it feels like they're building things up. I think one that they're going to do is the space corner, mm. and that's obviously got a lot of those powerful people there. I think kind of once you get the Fantastic Four in also, you're going to build a little bit more of them up, and we'll start seeing more metas, And stuff like that. And so that's obviously going to happen in the comics because the Marvel loves their synergy.
1: Yeah. And now that I think about it, the Fantastic Four are the ones who end up like kind of letting all the villains out. Like that's where all the villains for the superhero characters to kind of fight kind of come. It's like they, they'll, (laughs) it's not, I didn't mean that they are setting them free. I mean, that's (laughs) where they like originate. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like Blastar, Annihilus, all of them, like they, Come from Avenger stories. So mm. that's something for like the superpower characters kind of fight because then they end up being roped into the madness too. So I think that like probably once the Fantastic Four, once they get that MCU relaunch, it might be time to uh
0: it might get still all be all other superpower characters. I like slot though, so
2: mm.
1: I'm gonna read I Reckoning War. Not. Oh, Jack of Hearts. I is think I think I might dip back into it too, only because it feels it's like he on his way out. Like it's gonna be his last. <laughs> yeah,
0: she hulk's in it, and if there's one thing Dan Slott does well, he writes She Hulk immaculately. And okay. Jack of Hearts is in the promo and it's like he's in hello. the he's
1: in the uh in the solicit too. I think he's like a part of the story.
0: He's coming. Like it's it's
1: my faves are up there. hmm Maybe this maybe this is maybe this is what I actually did. Was for your superpowered faves to get some attention. So then now, now it's all going to start to, uh, you know, once look we up. get
0: once we get my people out of the way, then we can think about everybody
2: else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, y'all. Well, definitely, please let me know what you guys think about any of the superpowered characters out there who you want to see them fight. Where are they? And if you actually see them kind of coming back around and kind of building that corner up. Um, so let's take a break, and then we'll come right back. alright mm. hey. you hey. 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 All right, y'all. Welcome back to the relaunch section of the show. And mm. um, I've mm. got some ideas, but do you, you want to go first? Want me go first? I will first. I don't think I very frequently go first, so I will. Um, so
0: this was a relaunch I was actually thinking about last week. You know, there's the whole launch of the X-Books with X-Lives and Deaths of Wolverine, and we know that the launch kind of relaunching. One of the things that has been talked about consistently throughout Marauders has been Bishop and his War College. And I know a lot of people are kind of thinking about Bishop in the War College, as like an Academy X type of situation. He's got some kids, he's training them, um, and he's doing these things like to bump them up. I would actually like to change that a little bit. So my re- uh, my <laughs> my relaunch is for Bishop's War College, but more of the i guess the first responders like if the new x-men are all the trainees and stuff like that like this is the team that's actually formed and they're the real team yeah and they've like proven this up and they like go out with bishop and you know he can do his things like investigating for mutants or just whatever and these are some of the folks that he would grab with him um and i will call this team his red guard and if you remember during house of m the elite mutant team that protected uh the House of Magnus that had Wolverine and Mystique and Jessica Drew. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: They were called the Red Guard, and I think that fits in nice with Bishop. He is the Red Bishop. he's works out a Hellfire Bay. His new costume is red. So let's keep that thing going. Um, do you like
1: his solid red costume? Or would you prefer to have some other colors in it?
0: No, I like it. I think it's fine. I like the I like do black accent and the, the jacket's really cool, the scarf. It's um, hot. I did like in the beginning when they were kind of cycling him through various red outfits just to give him a few looks. But I like that we've settled on this one. Yeah, I agree. And so for this Red Guard team, I've assembled a small team of mutants that I would like to see with him. And they consist of Firestar. Oh. Jesse Bedlam, because of course. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Then you would have Dust i would keep hellion in the team Ooh. i would have toad as a member cypher the girl cypher and then mercury i was going back and forth originally i wanted arrow she was the one from the crucible issue that fall apocalypse and i think she's great but then i just kind of started thinking about it. i was like, i think her power is only to fly right now i need her to do a little something
1: else. yeah uh <laughs> yeah it's giving angel and it's like but the character though she's dope
0: yeah. Um, so again, this Red Guard team is led by Bishop and it consists of Firestar, Bedlam, Dust, Hellion, Toad, Cypher, and Mercury. If I had like a little extra leeway to add some more people, I would put in Iceman and I would add in Sway.
1: Oh, Okay. This is a squad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, try,
0: I I prefer like smaller teams, but I feel like with this red guard, you can have them be a little bit bigger, especially if they're going to be like some type of elite security force or doing whatever, um, add a little bit of people. And I think Sway is a really interesting character. When that whole little secret X-Men team was introduced, she was obviously the one that I like connected with the most. Her powers are dope. I think it had a nice limit and range where she wasn't super powerful, but I also like the replay ability she had. Iceman is someone mm-hmm. who I just like to see step up a little bit more, and he and Bishop kind of do have a pretty decent friendship. So I think
1: we need a little bit more Bishop being friends with people. Yeah, yeah, he definitely needs some more friends outside of just nobody right now. So, <laughs> so that would yeah. be great to see. And I like that squad. That's a good team. Thank you. Okay, so us. my relaunch this. My relaunch this week is uh, my favorite DC character, and that is Mr. John Stewart, Green Lantern. Oh, and, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I'm going to go ahead and give him a relaunch, and it's time for him to become more established as, like, a superhero. My favorite version of John, I think, is still the pre-crisis version of him, um, yeah. where he was younger. He was younger. He was much more into being, like, a superhero. He was... Uh, Had a personality and wasn't just always just the one with the brain cells in the group. He was also a little bit more fun. Um, And I think I would want to get him a little bit back to that. Whereas when when he's in the core and he's around all them other people kind of (laughs) dumb. He kind of has to Mm -hmm. rise and show that he's the one that is a little bit more focused. But I would want to bring him back and to Earth and have him kind of reestablish himself as a superhero um i think he actually was living in detroit back in the day but i would actually probably move him to like a more some random city or something just to Mm -hmm. give him his own like place in the dc universe and i would have him start to actively pursuing uh dating vixen and like show them kind of building a relationship okay you know i mean like instead of just automatically putting them together just kind of putting them on the same path where they're superheroes like then they cross each other's paths or whatever it starts to have them kind of date and then that's how you can get into some hijinks there and really establish him
0: they've never um they've never gone full force with that relationship in the comics have they they have not no which is so strange because it was that's very popular team. in that cartoon right and it made sense and i feel like if you're gonna right? have a <laughs> couple that is the black couple that is equal to Black Panther and Storm and Marvel, for DC would be
1: Green Lantern and Vixen. And Vixen. You've got the science magic thing going on with the two of them. They both are hot, you know, it works. They both uh, would, they would get along with each other. Like um, they have similar like backgrounds or whatever. They both want to be superheroes and stuff. And there would still be kind of conflict with them um about like probably who's wearing the pants or whatever you can make up some stuff but i think that yeah. they would make a great couple and i think the two of them together would like putting them together would just like make the both their profiles rise in my opinion so yeah again I would have they'd
0: them. be the premier black couple
1: exactly so i'd have them come i'd have him come back to earth and really just has to be a little bit more superhero-y instead of uh space cop
0: okay would you keep his
1: uh ring green or would you like have him go back to an
0: indigo tribe type of situation?
1: Oh no, he's Green Lantern. He's a oh, dick with okay. the green. Yeah, right. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is that is my relaunch for the week. Um, let me know what you guys think about my new Green Lantern idea. Um, let everybody know what you guys think of Keenan's idea. Um, you can find us. That brings us to the end of the show. So you can find us. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, please make sure you rate and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Relaunch. You can find us, if you want to watch us, on YouTube at Another Relaunch TV. You can find me on most social media platforms at Uncanny LZ. Uh, Keenan, where can they find you?
0: You know, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Keenan Lance. There's an underscore at the end.
1: Boom. All right, y'all. Well, then, we are getting up out of here, and we'll catch y'all next week. All right. Peace. Mm-hmm.